And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello friends and welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast uh, Interesting show today with my friends JK JK Yeah And Brandon Funston Yo yo Happy Monday Hey to you too We do have a, a Super Bowl matchup Bengals, Rams I uh, I put some money on the Rams before the playoffs. I was going through the historical odds, and you look at like there's a, there's a site called sports sportsoddshistory dot com, and they have all the historical futures and stuff. And you got to feel bad for the Rams. I mean, like the Rams were eleven to one before the wild card games were played, and like any other year, you'd be like, wow, what an amazing story. Uh, these guys made a crazy run through the playoffs. And Fonson, here it is, is the Bengals, and now everyone's they're going to be everybody's sweetheart, and the Rams are just going to kind of be like the villains somehow. Really, We're, you're you're trying to get me to you're trying to tug at my heartstrings for the Rams. Yeah, the, man, the best stadium in football. You go out and you get Odell Beckham <laughs> and Vaughn Miller and Matt Stafford, and you basically buy yourself your Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in, look. You're Hi. talking to a Seattle Seahawks fan. Uh, so yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bleed for the Rams here <laughs> in any way. I'm, come on, Bengals! Come on, Joe Burrow! This isn't this isn't Yankees <laughs> buy. This is mortgage the entire future to try and make it happen and finally get a quarterback. They don't have a first rounder until 2024. They have no second rounder. <laughs> like they have no. Oh, Jake, we all saw the graphic. Okay, well, I don't know if you're on the graphic. <laughs> Fine, I won't comment. Continue, Jakey. If uh, the Packers would have gotten Odell Beckham Jr., would we be seeing the Packers here? No. He's not the difference. Are you sure about that, Jakey Jakey? Yeah, I'm sure. They were doing fine before Odo Beckham got there, and they're doing fine with Odo Beckham with there. Yeah, because he's Robert Woods. He basically replaced Robert Woods. And Van Jefferson was doing his own thing until Odo Beckham got there. For a game. For well, multiple they, games. they ran into a San Francisco team that was better equipped in the frigid conditions of Green Bay than Green Bay was, I think. So, um, yeah, that, that game was kind of an anomaly, so... Could have been Green Bay here. I don't know if Odell. I'm with I'm with Jake. I don't think Odell makes a difference. I just think exactly what your boy Chris Vaccaro said last night. Get ready for two straight weeks of how does the offensive line stop Aaron Donald until we get to the Super Bowl. That's all we're going to hear. Were you talking to Vaccaro? We texted Vaccaro? No, he tweeted that out last night, like oh, right after the game. He said, get ready for two straight weeks of how does the offensive line for the Bengals stop Aaron Darnold. Aaron Darnold. Donald. Scott, and, I guess. and Von Miller. <laughs> Aaron Darnold. Yeah, well, no, I mean, but the Darnold is all you care about. Donald? I don't know why you're having such a hard time saying this very regular name. I've, I'm on medicine. <laughs> I woke up, like, sick to my stomach today. You're trying to make it harder, Jiggy Jiggy. I'm putting extra R's. Maybe I'm from, teal. like, I've been hanging out with Meanie too much, putting extra R's and anything. I'm almost going to start saying oohs and everything, too. Let's Jark talk about more things. <laughs> you guys got any uh, very quick and early takes on the Super Bowl you're looking at? Funston? Are you like hardcore Cincinnati, $20 to win kind of thing? I am. I am. Obviously, you know, there's a the McVeigh, Zach Taylor thing there. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, 
I, I the Rams home game thing. I, I'm already just like annoyed at some of the the narratives and storylines leading up to it. I'm just kind of throwing them out there, but I th- those would be the things that will kind of just be like people will be beating their heads over and over about. So two straight years now, two years in a row, the That's home right. team in the Super Bowl. It never happened. It's exciting. Never it? happened. Oh, by ever. the way, <laughs> if what? you want to really get Christopher Carroll angry in real life, uh, pretend you don't um, watch or care about football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yesterday I texted him. Uh, Rams get to play at home. That's never happened before in the Super Bowl. He gets so mad, and now I just oh poke the buttons, Jakey. By the way, is Joe Burrow like the most likable guy? I'm trying to think about was Tom Brady ever this likable when he was early on, and then just we kind of like evolved to hate him because he was so good. Like, will that happen with Joe Burrow? Like, will he be so good at some point? Will inevitably push back on his success? He's like Gardner Minshew and Tom Brady kind of whirled into one person, huh? For now, can we like do, uh, Jake? Jake. P- p- can we like settle, like pull back and say, uh, we were doing the same thing with Patrick Mahomes a few years ago, and Patrick Mahomes is going to break all of Tom Brady's Super Bowl records and go to 18 Super Bowls and win 10 and blah, blah, blah. And uh, now everybody hates Patrick Mahomes three years later because of his brother. What does his brother have to do I think, with who I he think is? Brandon's just talking about likability. Likeability. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just yeah, saying. Likeability. Uh, just, but yeah, but you just said like the next great thing. I'm just saying is that you know we just played this game with Mahomes, and three years later everybody hates him, and he doesn't want everybody wanted the Chiefs to lose yesterday. Well, that's because, that's because of his because, brother. Everyone yeah, hates his brother. brother. That's yeah. why it's a guilty by association. Okay, yeah, Jake, so on, what? Uh, Joe Burrow's family comes out, and one of them is a jerk. Like, <laughs> he's had. The, the, does Burrow have? Uh, Burrow seems like the kind of guy who's got like three brothers and a much younger sister. Okay, or maybe yeah, a twin sister that no one knows about. Pull up the Burrow family yeah, tree. Yeah, pull that up. By the way, today's show is about coaches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we do that, do you guys want a you want a quick trivia question? If uh, I'm, I'm just gonna give it to you anyways. Uh, yes. Only, only second year quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl because Burrow, if he did it, he'd be the he would be the fourth second year quarterback to win. So there's been three second year quarterbacks to win it. Roethlisberger's won. Yeah. Bart Starr. No, one of them. <laughs> one of them I already mentioned in connection with with Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yes, yeah, Brady and Roethlisberger. I don't know who the third is. Third's right in my backyard. Russell. Yeah, there you go. And then I think Marino lost one. Um, Kurt yeah, Warner. Russell was, was actually going to be my guess, and I was, I was mostly because I was like, "Why did you bring this up?" Because he was talking about Russell Wilson. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that's it. There you go. I'm going to very questionable sites here, but it looks like Joe Burrow has a brother and a sister. Oh, my God. According to showbizcorner.com. <laughs> He's got a brother, Jamie, and a brother, Dan. Oh, I guess uh, Jamie's a brother. I guess he has two brothers. That's, isn't that what you said? Doesn't he seem like the guy who has two brothers and a sister? Isn't that exactly what you said? Much younger sister or twin sister, I thought. Siblings and quarterbacks are becoming a thing. Remember uh, Trevor Lawrence's brother at the draft looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? Was like the, uh, was like the uh, you know the hippie version of Trevor Lawrence. If you could get a hippier version of Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> I don't know. Not to slow down this rabbit hole. I don't even know what we're doing right now. I am down this rabbit hole. Sorry, Jake. I'll stop. Let's go to the coaches. How about <laughs> that? You. By the way, his girlfriend's name is Olivia Holzmacher, mm-hmm. and he was born in Ames, Iowa. Minshew has two sisters. He doesn't have Jake. any brothers. How do you know that off the top of your head? I didn't. I just pulled it up because Minshew felt like he would have like cool like the Hangout Brothers, but he doesn't. He only has two sisters. There you go. Maybe that's why he's so cool. I don't know. Is it? 
let's do this. I'm I want to talk about the coaches and what we should expect uh, next year. And uh, I think we should start with the Giants, since we're a Giants family here, Jake. And Funston's almost, uh, you can be a Giants fan for now. Brian Dayball, which I don't even know if I'm saying his last name right, had his introductory press conference today. Th- things seem to go well. Uh, he seems like a gregarious kind of guy with a beard who's going to be a good leader and, you know, not as fake Coughlin as uh, Joe Judge was. Um, a little more gregarious than Pat Shermer. He'll be able to handle the media well. Um, they started out their news conference by thanking the snowplows. Uh, I don't know, Jake. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this uh, Brian Dayball thing. I don't know. He says he doesn't know if he's going to call the plays or if whatever OC is. But uh, Dorsey. actually, let's start. Let's start objectively with Funston. Is this a good move for the Giants? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, first of all, look at Buffalo. I've heard good things about Dayball. Every you know, all the reporters that I've had you know li- was able to listen to and talk about his demeanor and and his head coaching kind of you know. Uh, Acumen potential is has been positive, but then you look at Josh Allen, and really, I mean, he, he, Allen was a rookie his first year as OC in Buffalo, and you it, you can look at his progression; it's been great, and that's what they need with Daniel Jones. And I, um, and you know, the last two years, Josh Allen's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he went from his first year he was one of the worst. So, um, and then there was a transition year in there, but. You hope he can do some magic with Daniel Jones. And, I, and in, in my head, I'm like, God, is this an indictment on Tua? Because I think he had the Miami job if he wanted it as well. And it's like, who? which quarterback do you want to hit your wagon to? And he's like, right. it's Daniel Jones. So I don't know, Jake. What do you think? Oh, so I mean, there's so many levels to this, honestly, for me. Uh, the initial thing was I really wanted Flores. You know that. The more I sat there and thought about it, as from the Giants side of things, it was if they're keeping Patrick Graham, which it seems like they are, then dabble makes more sense because you don't want to be redundant. You don't want the defensive head coach mind with the potential head coach future in a Patrick Graham type, even though he might get another opportunity next year. Still, like if you have Graham and what he's been able to do with this team with that defense on the field as much as it is and the defense being half rostered with talent, I think he's one of the better young minds and deserves opportunities as he's been interviewed so far. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, so Flores comes in, so you still need a great offensive mind to fix the team as the offensive coach. So that's why I was like, the more I thought about it, the more dabble made sense. Uh, I do have some hesitations because we mentioned it on the show a week or two ago, but dabble went down to tight end coach before he came to the bills. How much of his, is it really him or is it McDermott? Is it Josh Allen? Is it the offense he's under? So I'm excited but at the same time, you know, I'm not like going gaga, doing backflips down the street. Now, the Dorsey rumor, if he comes in as the OC, is extremely interesting as well. I think that even helps even more. But I- I'm kind of, I'm more optimistic. But at the same time, now, now here's the super, super deep layer, Nando. Go ahead. As, as I don't really want Daniel Jones to work. Because I don't believe Daniel Jones the quarterback. And I feel like even if they have, even if they figure out the code to make him work for the one year, I feel like it's just going to be Jared Goff's one year under McVay. And then everything it's going to go right back to being subpar. And then you're dealing with him and you're trying to think about finding another option. And the biggest problem about that is their Wait, draft. Didn't, ca- didn't Jared Goff have a crazy, awesome fantasy year under McVay? His one year, year? I said that one year. But oh, all right. I thought you meant like the one year they played together was crappy. No, he played. He had one, one great year. Yeah. The second year, it was doing pretty well. And then, mm-hmm. as Emery was the one who pointed it out to me, Emery Hunt, everybody, he said it was about week ten or eleven, and it was from that moment on throughout the entire playoffs with Jared Goff's career fell off. And he said, "What you need to watch is the NFL figured this out. 
And you can go back if I could find the podcast, it'd be great. But anyway, here's the summation of it. He said, watch Jared Goff, the offense, when they're on the field, and watch the opponent. They don't line up their entire defensive formation until the headset clicks off. They figured out McVay was helping Jared Goff the entire way mm-hmm. until the headset clicked off. So defenses started disguising their formations and not completely lining up because Jared Goff can't do it on his own. And that's when that moment on, that's when Jared Goff's career went nosedive. So I'm saying that to say this. If he fixes Daniel Jones for one year, is it just that one year we found something and now everybody figures out how to stop it because Daniel Jones isn't just good and their draft capital is this year? If they go nine and eight next year, they're not going to be this. That's that's so that's my concern. That's my that's my deep level future concern. But I am excited for head coach wise. I'd always heard that story about McVeigh and Goff as well, because it's like 15 seconds before the play that the mm-hmm. headset goes off, and then the defense can change up. But something we haven't talked about, and you know, it speaks to your point, is okay. Daniel Jones isn't the answer, but now Tom Brady, which you know, I feel like Tom Brady retiring has sort of been weirdly under underreported. You <laughs> the know, the Buccaneers are also going to be one of the worst teams <laughs> in the league, just like that, right? And Ben Roethlisberger's gone. The league has a an absolute empty shelf when it comes to the quarterback position. There's like, there's very few haves and a whole lot of have-nots right now. So Daniel Jones is, uh, you almost like at this point, top twelve QB. You kind of have mm-hmm. to work with them. I mean, there's just a whole not a whole lot of better options out there. Jimmy Garoppolo will be out there. Draft Willis. Uh, well, that's here. a question. I mean, would you rather? Shoot for I think da- I think we would agree that Daniel Jones has a higher ceiling than Jimmy Garoppolo, but right now is not as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. No, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, I mean, has been masked by the perfect like he, on twenty other teams. He's even worse than he is. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not nice, Jake. It's true. That's the credit to Shanahan and that that office. I mean McDaniel I too. So we're doing a little wait and see with the Bills. Uh, but Josh Allen should be okay. Without Brian Dable, like I mean, it's I think at this point, Josh yeah. Allen, we're okay. Jake, yeah, yeah, Jake? yeah. Jake, you gonna move your rankings around a little bit based on any of these coaches that get no. hired? What about Josh McDaniels to the Raiders? No, we'll talk okay. after free agency in the draft, then they'll move around, which will involve potential coordinator shifts and game plans and stuff like that. But yeah, they, I mean, um, look at Carolina when we get to them, that would actually shift things potentially from a run pass split, but not changing anything until then. Rankings now. That's why I did them a few weeks ago. We'll talk again after free agency in the draft. All right, fair enough. Uh, well, I'm not going to fall for your segue into the Panthers right now. I do want to talk to the Raiders. Funson, Josh McDaniels uh, takes the job. Uh, poor Rich Bisaccia. He, I thought he, I thought he had it. Poor? I'd like to see him go somewhere and do well. Yeah. What? yeah why why like is a nice he? Po- guy. It seems like a nice guy. He's sixty something. and He's not done anything till this point. Like I'm not, I'm not putting too much weight in that he deserves a head coaching. Jake, opportunity. he brought well, the Raiders into the playoffs and held them with his. Brought the Raiders. Whatever they, they fixed all their like front. This is one of the ones with more of like it's addition by subtraction. You got rid of all the bad, and it's just you're better off for it. We've seen this before from a player standpoint. But but as a sidebar, before Feston answers this, he's actually getting interviewed by the Jaguars now. Jaguars have no idea what they're doing. But anyway, That's go ahead, Fuston. Um, I was going to say that, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr was advocating for Basaccia. I think if Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers was on the team and they were advocating for Basaccia to stay as a head coach, he'd still be the head coach. But I think <laughs> <laughs> Derek, Derek Carr doesn't quite have that sway. Um, Here's the real Josh test, Funston. Spell it without looking. Basaccia? Yeah. B-I-S. Right, but only if you spell 
A-C-H-I-A. <laughs> oh, there's no H in there, man. Come on, he's Italian. Oh, it's a CIA. <laughs> it's a CIA. <laughs> CIA, okay. I just phonetic. I phoneticed it right there. My bad. Um, I, I Probably the best the Raiders could do, right? Like, he's... Josh McDaniel is at a point where he could pick any job he wanted to, I think. Uh, you look at his Denver situation, I mean, he had Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow. Like, what are you going to do with that? I mean, it was Kyle Orton's only two years he threw 20-plus touchdown passes. So it, you could argue it was Kyle Orton's two best years in the NFL with McDaniels as his quarterback, which isn't saying a lot, but um, might might give you a, you know a little bit of you know warm and fuzzies for maybe hitting on Derek Carr's Upside, but I think Derek Carr at this point is what he is—just a middle of the road NFL quarterback. So, by the way, really quickly, just nice little pro football reference fact. Do you guys know what Kyle Orton's nickname was? Oh man, it sounds like it's going to be something borderline naughty. It's Uncle Rico, which I loved. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I wonder how many quarterbacks have that nickname though. <laughs> Uncle I actually Rico. don't want McDaniel's to do well, just because I don't like him at this point after all the past yeah. coaching. Dicking teams over. And I did one thing. To the, maybe the Colts dicked him over, Jake. You ever think about that? He did it twice. What do you mean <laughs> once? He did it twice. He went to, down to the wire in two different teams and pulled this, oh, I'm just going to stay. Which, by the way, as also another sidebar. Now there's rumors that Flores is actually heading back to New England. Mm. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Which also rumors that Bill O'Brien could be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots to replace McDaniels. That would be amazing. I, I thought that, yeah, I thought that Bill O'Brien got too much crap for the the front office side of things than versus, like, I actually thought head coaching wise, he was doing better what people thought he did. They made the playoffs with him. I mean, That's come what I'm on. <laughs> yeah. DVR saying Kyle Baller had some strong Rico vibes in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Baller. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, okay, so I guess the Patriots will be whatever. What I thought was interesting about the Raiders is McDaniels does that system. That we've been waiting forever. Like we thought it was going to happen this year too with the two big tight end signings. Um, but I mean, Foster Moreau and Darren Waller. He's talked about it, or someone talked about it. I think Vic Tafer wrote something about it. Like McDaniel's made a strong pitch about how this offense can work really well with him. Uh, you know, a, a, as the coach, um, using that two tight end set with Moreau and Waller. Do we buy this, or is this fool's gold fund? Something like every year we're like, oh yeah, that system, two tight ends, it'll happen. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at how they manage Mac Jones. If they want to do a bunch of short area stuff and have Derek Carr play within like a game management kind of style. I mean, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, like you look at all those slot machines in New England through the years with Edelman and Welker and, you know, Amendola and like Hunter Renfro just, you know, kind of falls in mode. So if they want to do that, I think they're fairly well set up for that. I kind of like the Josh McDaniels redemption story vibe, Jake. I'm sorry you don't. Okay. The redemption for being an ass. That's cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, Jake, it's all perspective, you know? I don't know. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Oh, let's move on. I know you want to get to Carolina. Let's do it. Why do I want to get to Carolina? I don't know, because you mentioned the situation in Carolina. And when so you mentioned, I mentioned things, them you once, don't just casually and now I want to go there. <laughs> You're a very exacting uh, person, Jake. Ben McAdoo's back in Carolina. Uh, talk about a redemption story. The last time we saw him, he had the slick back hair after he just showed up like kind of like aw shucks country guy. Uh, was supposed to be an offensive genius. He might have been. He might have just not been made out to be a head coach. And now he's offensive coordinator in Carolina. After a deposed Joe Brady, who uh, I thought was going to be great, but well, you know. hold on. Does Ben McAdoo have the the last best good season as a head coach with the Giants, or even the like five uh, over five hundred season? He was eleven. Didn't and Shermer wasn't Shermer good his first year. No, Shermer was six and ten his first year. McAdoo was eleven and oh, five he- his first year. Wow, and then he went two and ten and was fired. <laughs> yeah, Can't win them all, man. Spags got a couple games that year. Oh, okay. Do you remember who the leading running back was for the Giants that year? I love this. This has become a trivia show. I know. Um, no, because this is a great one. What, this is what one year of, was it again? 2017, the year he got fired. It's it's the it's the wonderful nick not nickname. It's the wonderful named running back that they had back then. Oh, was it Orleans Darkwa? Yeah, it was. It was nice. New Orleans Darkwa. <laughs> That's amazing. Name. Yeah. <laughs> he was their leading running back that year. Wow. I remember a lot of pained fantasy decisions with Orleans Darkwood that year. So this is what I'm talking about. You can talk about the rosters back then, but I'm not buying the Ben McAdoo. I mean, yes, okay, Arlene's Darkwood and Wayne Gallman, and then before that it was the Rashad Jennings towards the end of his career, and then Paul Perkins was supposed to be a thing, and they brought in Shane Vereen, and I'm trying to remember. I'm going to have to pull up who two like, That's all Dave Gettleman's fault, Jake. No, Gettleman wasn't even there. I know, I know. I'm joking, man. I know. You were Jennings was before that with the Andre Williams pick, <laughs> who got hurt. Obviously. Uh, Rashad Jennings was good as a giant. No, he wasn't. He wasn't good in 15 and 16. But like I'm talking about, if they're going to be run focused, and yeah, it was Andre well, Williams, that, Rashad Jennings. That's the thing about McAdoo. That. I looked up his his four years running an offense. He was one year he led the league in pass attempts, and he was never yeah. worse than the ninth. So they threw the ball a ton under him. And that's what I don't get. I don't get with the whole like so. This is why you know. I one as I don't believe necessarily it just means all of a sudden Chris McCaffrey is going to get 300 carries next year, but on top of it, I don't believe the whole Joe Brady thing to go back to it because what Funston just said that's where I was going with this is that you said you wanted to run more and that Joe Brady didn't finish, fit your plans like he was just made to be the scapegoat because you don't bring back Ben McAdoo's style unless he decided to flip the script in the past two years sitting on the couch. Oh, you know who did that? Brian Brian Dayball actually did that. Did what? Dayball was a run. He was a run first coordinator who flipped it when they got Stefan Diggs and became a pass guy. If you look at if you look at his plus, they developed a little more trust in Josh Allen. Yeah, that was right. a little bit more of that too. You also have the Alabama background for him, so I'm just saying he was like Greg Roman, and then he became a, a more much more balanced offensive coordinator. That's so, all. so, so you're thinking that the two years Ben McAdoo hasn't been coaching, he's gone more run heavy. 
Jake, I don't know what you think people do in these. They don't go to a stasis tank for these two years. They're out of football. They no, learn. That's they my read. Point. They, so what? They watch saying, Netflix. What the hell changed in two years is what I'm saying. I, Funston agrees. The point being was everybody's don't talking speak about for like, Funston just because he's smiling. <laughs> yes, DVR. He played a lot of ranked Madden. That's what he's been there doing. There you go. I'm just providing historical context is all. Which is context is the fact that McAdoo's offense with Eli Manning and one wide receiver for most of those years was pass happy. Which means, Carolina, we should expect good stuff from DJ Moore. Well, it all starts at the top, though. Is it Sam is Darnold? Sam Darnold, is- the quarterback? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, the, the front office. Well, I guess Matt Rule, that was his guy, right? Rule went after him. Front office went after him. Uh, you could make a bunch of ex- You could say he, he started out hot. He played hurt. Uh, I mean, you can't say you didn't give him weapons because you had McCaffrey. Well, he, for sta- he started out hot in season, fantasy yeah. because he ran for four touchdowns. That's why. He wasn't. He I think still he's wasn't. Still- Nope, go back. I even covered it. Fuzzed the nose. We talked about it. I said it's he's completely being masked. He is not that much better of a player this year. And Sam Darnold, the only thing it's everybody's getting skewed by fantasy. I remember something. I'm looking to it up right fans. now, Jake. Yeah, the one so thing about Sam Darnold though is that he's another one of those guys that's younger than we think. Even though he's been in the league what three years now, four years, five years. No way. I was Sam Darnold had three 300 yard passing games in his first four games. I would consider that starting out all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, how often do guys throw for 300 yards? It's not, that's not the three. A lot more than they ever used to. Look at the number of people. Uh, gee, all right, fine. Let's look at how many 300-yard Sam games Darnold, we this season. Sam Darnold is a year younger than Joe Burrow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Alan Robinson is younger than Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Put Juju in the all-younger-than-you-think team. and can make Oh, yeah, Juju's there. out there, but he's also still on his bike, isn't he? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We'll see. All right, fine. I, I I still say that three 300-yard games out of your first four is a good start. And who are those teams that he faced? Uh, all four of them were the Rams. <laughs> it was the Darnold-Darnold matchup that everyone was talking about. <laughs> is that what it was? No, it was the Jets, the Saints. It was Jets' revenge game. Uh, the Saints. Saints. Uh, Texans the Texans were in there. And Dallas. Yeah, so... Those are very good. Dallas' no, defensive Saints coordinator defense, has been rumored. Saints' for- defense was not good at the beginning of the year. They, Lattimore was hurt and banged up. They were crap at the beginning of the year. Dallas was giving up things like bananas every single week. It was either Diggs intercepting you for touches. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, that Dallas defense sucked with uh, interception leader. It does. Time. It does. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs. 100%. And it's, yeah, you can be good and bad at the same time. When All right, Jake, how was the Phillies? How was how the Eagles' defense? It depends on was what was Slay doing? Slay was active at the time, yeah, right? Wasn't he? Week five, and I think they obliterated him. Did he? Was Darnold the quarterback still at that point? Darnold threw for four hundred yards in that game. No, he didn't. He threw for like no, four interceptions. I know. I'm just trying to catch you. I'm just trying to catch you in your. <laughs> well, I, I, I was believing it. <laughs> <laughs> See, and then I'm pretty sure. Sense. I'm pretty sure, like every game after that, it was like belly up, and I, like he did crap against the Giants. I know that, and then because he was playing hurt. He's playing hurt. That's what it was. He wasn't hurt that point. He wasn't hurt till <laughs> nine or ten. Jake, I know, man. I know. I'm just pushing buttons. <laughs> Funston, if you're Ben McAdoo, you pull up the Atlanta game. Did he even throw for 150 yards against Atlanta? I'm sorry, Jake. Do you not have a magic box where you can punch things in and it'll, it'll spit out answers for <laughs> you? You had it up. You were the one that was challenging me for per game. All right. His next his next four games were 177, 207, 112, where the players dwell, <laughs> and 129. So not great. <laughs> but when it, <laughs> but let's focus on those first four. What happened? You don't just uh, suck. 
What happened was he was running, and some Christian McCaffrey also involved. Yeah. Uh, hey, whatever. You know, they were winning. So, so are we done start barring on one. stupid Sam Darnold? <laughs> well, no, this actually makes – I mean, look, if you're – and I was going to ask Funson this. If you're Ben McAdoo, and they're like, hey, man, your offensive coordinator is like, all right, sign the contract. Uh, do, do you, like, immediately fly to Sam Darnold's house? Are you like, let's just do this, man. Let me just see what you got. Let's go in your backyard. Like, wouldn't you go all in if they're going all in on Sam Darnold and be like, right, we're going to make this a success? I might ask what morally how how they feel about making a deal for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That's what I would be doing. The best <laughs> right. offensive coordinator head coach uh, hiring is going to be the one where Deshaun Watson ends up landing on their team because – that's what I, again. I just can't say it enough that your your coaching prowess is directly tied to how good your quarterback is. Usually, so uh, we'll see. All right. and uh, I, let's I, move I, along. Yeah, the jury's oh, out on Sam ahead. Darnold. He's got he's Dude. like he's got like the bad side of Favre without enough of the good side. Like he's got it's way more. It's like seventy percent bad Favre versus thirty percent good Favre. Maybe Jake, so. I think I know the answer to this, but if. You have the choice between buying a Dwayne Haskins rookie card right now and a Sam Darnold rookie card right now. Which one would you buy? Haskins because it's free, and I think there's always a chance. <laughs> it could, it's not free. It's actually there's a lot could, of speculation it could, on this. It could it's be a lot like a ta- it could be like a Tannehill thing. Like we know what Sam Darnold is. Can I? I I'm totally gonna steal your show here for a quick second because it is. This is my. This is Beller's show. This is my show because it's Pro Bowl week. And the NHL just announced two more things they're doing for their All-Star game. Can the NHL just run everybody's All-Star Pro Bowl slash? Can they just come up with everything? They're doing like a a fountain shootout contest. They're playing 21 in the middle of the street. Like, like, the Pro Bowl sucks ass. And like, like, the NHL is just the best at this thing. First of all, like the the NHL or the NBA or NFL Pro Bowl should have like, Punt, pass and kick con- competition. Yeah, we said that for years. Like, yeah, like do all these kind of different skills events, you know. I mean, it's the worst for playing a game. Don't even bother playing the game. No one wants to get hurt. No one wants to tackle. So, so don't don't play or just play flag football, you know. They get more aggressive in the dodgeball game that they play the day before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I exactly. love when Jake reveals that he's reading Twitter instead of paying attention to the show during the shows. This is my favorite part of every show I do with Jake. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay in tune. Wait a second, there's... David Copperfield died. <laughs> no, there's act. There was a news. There's That's a, a joke. There's a he head coach. Die. There's a head coaching news thing that we haven't gotten to yet. That news broke in the middle of the show that I was going to bring up when we got there. Go ahead. Do you want to do it now? The Saints. Or, the Saints. Take us wherever you'd like, man. The Saints are interviewing Doug Peterson. Oh, ah, uh, yeah. it's the same group, right? They're going to interview Peterson. They're going to interview Bienemy. They're going to interview Dan Quinn. Right? Is that their list? I, no, I had, Peterson only had like one other interview to this point. Wasn't he Miami and... I know, Miami have interviewed everybody. Miami's now talking about Mike McDaniel. That's why I brought him up from before. I think that could be interesting. You talk- Brandon Howard wrote a great thing about the Jags being a good fit for McDaniel. McDaniels or McDaniel? Byron Leftwich is the best fit yeah. ever with Jacksonville. And I don't know why. I mean, apparently it's because Leftwich wants, you know, a different... or. A different GM in there, but like yeah, I saw that, that. That should have been done a long time ago. They should have made that happen. That's dude. That's that's like Tom Brady and Bruce Arians probably saying, "Listen, dude, don't go, don't go there if they got that GM." Yeah, probably. I mean, and that's that's smart. But I mean, if you want to talk about as Texans, you'll get another job next year. You know, like come back to, and have some fun. To just think about the McDaniel thing, I was texting with my buddy this morning. That Shanahan tree is doing a hell of a lot better than the Billichick tree is doing. Yeah. 
Well, and I was. You, it's like the Shanahan, Belichick, and McVay trees are now like the three, the three big family. <laughs> McVay's tied to it's Shanahan. Like it's like the Game they of Thrones came together. You know? So you like McVay, Taylor, Lafleur, and now McDaniel. Yeah. Plus, the the offensive coordinator, uh, or both of the coordinators, are were interviewing for Minnesota as well. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like the the main chant like. Mike Shanahan, not Kyle Shanahan, because like they all come from. That's a that's a literal tree, is Mike Shanahan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> let's, let's put <laughs> that where like McVeigh falls underneath it too. That's what I was saying. Like the Shanahan's better than the Belichick tree. Well, the Belichick tree is not good. I think we've all established that. Right. But this one's, but this is like the antithesis of it. This is bizarro. Yeah. This is everybody does amazing versus everybody ends up doing oh. crap. You're drafting, Maybe Josh drafting your tree, all time trees: Shanahan, uh, Belichick, and Walsh. What about Parcells? Parcells. Parcells well, is a didn't Parcells one. have a good tree? Well, that's it's Belichick, better than right? Bilichek's. If you if you break it off, Jay, your pronunciations of Dabble and Bilichek are so jarring to me. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm in a, a Mandela effect. I've woken up in a different <laughs> different what universe. What are you talking about? What, <laughs> I said Bilichek. Aaron Stain Bears. <laughs> What's wrong with Bilichek? Uh, Funson, you say it now. Bilichek. Yeah, thank you. I'd even invite DVR to come on to air and say it, but I think that would mess up the recording if he did. Oh, okay, fine. I guess he's not going to. All right. He said, he's not gonna he go said my it. way was right, I guess. I don't even know what my way is. I might change it. <laughs> say it like anybody differently. Brandon's way is right. Yeah. Okay, I'll slow it down and say, let's talk about Belichick. There you go, Jake. That's much better. Jake has put down more fluids in... 28 minutes than anyone I've ever seen him. <laughs> He's gone from like green Powerade to uh, you're drinking like a gallon of Poland Spring. <laughs> no, it's IsoPure is a protein drink. I told you I was on medicine. I'm saying hydrated. I, I'm not mocking. It's just very funny, like how much you're drinking. It's like you remember the Naked Gun where he would eat like the banana and then the cake and then you remember that scene. <laughs> For everybody that can't see because we're not doing video today, I have no idea what you're talking about. We're doing video next week when we do the Super Bowl. Fun. We got Funson's got the party sheet for the Super Bowl. Woo! We're bringing it in. Have a it's party. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Get excited. I just want to hook up an IV. <laughs> no, Liquid IV. That's what, that's what DVR is saying. This segment is brought to you by Liquid IV. That's right. So unless you're saying Liquid 4. Start studying. I think it's Liquid Who's singing IV. the national anthem this year? You guys know? Go start. I actually don't even know. Talk I'll half, look that up. Half you're, the, you're, you're the host, Nando. I'll look it up. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> no, no, I can do it. Tappy Tent National Anthem 2022 Super Bowl. They had two people last year. Oh, we got we got some plans for the coin flip. By the way, do we have plans oh, yeah? for the rest of these coaches? <laughs> Michael Gaines. I don't even know who that is. What? No, that's a Pro Bowl. My bad. Wait, <laughs> it's a B team. I don't know why this. Is, I have no idea what's going on. I don't even think. I don't think they've announced it yet. Oh, really? Yeah, that's weird. That's usually like way ahead of. Uh, usually, I'm once again going to these SEO manipulating sites to find out for everyone something called Marca. I'm definitely not accepting cookies. Uh, yeah, they got halftime. I don't think anyone's done the national anthem yet. All right, thanks for nothing, Marca.com. Let's get back to this, Jake. Please. What? Since you're sighing. Uh, I was what? Just, I was. I was off of my own world while you were looking that up because uh, the, la- the last Jedi is I trending. Got Ashanti, who is a Grammy Award winning 
artist. Shanti singing the national anthem? That's what I. That's what I. Found. Why not Rihanna? Rihanna's right. pregnant. I'd be good with that. What? Yeah, that's usually a. Let's move on. Exactly. Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> that's my point. Nathaniel Hackett. How do you even know she's pregnant? Because it's trending on Twitter. I was. I'm. I'm done listening to your random. <laughs> so who's doing the national anthem? I was bored, so I went elsewhere. Jake, that's hurtful. <laughs> Only one more week we, everybody. <laughs> Wait, who's pregnant? Rihanna. 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 With I don't even know how to say Rocky's first. I don't know. You say a dollar sign app or is it ASAP Rocky? ASAP Rocky. Oh, okay. I was oh, going to ask you who the father was. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Nathaniel Hackett, Thank not you. the father. New head coach <laughs> of the Denver Broncos. Um, so there's two, you know, I, great for the Broncos, you know, Hackett. I don't, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers' rumors that he's going to go to the Denver Broncos because he worked well with Hackett. Well, that's um, because everybody's going to sit there like, oh, the Packers are going to sit on their hands and just let all this happen? Well, so interestingly, the Packers also lost uh, Luke Getze. He was their quarterback coach. Right. Uh, and he's gone to be the Bears OC with Matt Eberflus. Um, and they, pr- they promoted Adam Stenovich, which seems kind of like a Matt Canada move to me, like bringing up a dude who you know is internal, um, which is good for them. You know, I guess the, that's a LeFleur kind of team anyway, but Hackett was behind the Blake Bortles big season. Uh, you know, I guess Aaron Rodgers loves him. I remember him from Syracuse. He was always Doug Marone's right-hand guy, so I would almost guarantee you that the offensive coordinator of the Broncos is going to be Doug Marone or some kind of line coach. Those two travel together big time. Um, which would be, he's a good position coach too, you know. Um, anyway, uh, Funston, I would, like Rogers, bleh. I mean, what happens if Hackett just ends up with what they have right now? Well, so the Packers have to decide if they're willing to go through an off season of as the you know as the world turns with Aaron Rodgers. You know, if he's, I mean, how are they going to appease him? What are they going to do? Is are they going to bring Devonte Adams back? Are, is it worth it? They just were the best team. They were the number one seed in the NFC, and they didn't make it to the Super Bowl again. Aaron Rodgers has one ring. Um, has he only been one time? Like, how many times you, is it time to just blow it up and say, "Fine, if if you want to go to Denver, then Denver is going to have to give you know going to have to give us something to make it happen, and then you can sign Devontae Adams there as well." It's possible. I think it's possible Rodgers could go there. It's always been a team that he's mentioned as where he would like to go. I think it was the Raiders. It was the Broncos. Um, so I could see it happening. It's just whether Green Bay decides, you know what, we've ran our course with Aaron Rodgers. 
Let's go ahead and see what Jordan Love has. Let's go ahead and blow this up. Let's go ahead and be a bad team for a little while and see if we can, you know, rebuild in a better way and, and get farther along. Because, I mean, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, I think he's one of the most – he's one of the biggest underachievers when it comes to postseason success among quarterbacks that are legitimately, you could argue, greatest talents of all time. I think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback talent of all time. I think he's. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, you save that for the 30 something minute mark? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. I, like, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is more physically talented than Tom Brady. And I, and I don't think he, I think he's got what it takes in his head, too. I think he's just kind of. He's gotten bored and complacent in Green Bay. But I think had he been coached and managed better and, and like, been kind of inspired a little bit more along the way, maybe they would have went a little bit farther. But I think Green Bay maybe should just consider cutting ties and go in a different direction. Jakey, Jakey. I mean, look, when I was researching my odds, uh, the sports odds – crap, I already forgot the name of the site. Sports odds history, I think. I think that was so, it. Whatever. Dot, whatever dot the site was. Dot, yeah, dot com. <laughs> uh, you, like the, they have a page where you can go to and see who the favorites were coming in. And then who the eventual winner was and where they ranked in terms of futures. And Green Bay was the favorite coming into this set of playoffs. Like it was supposed to be, I mean, do you have that big of a drop off if you hold on to Rodgers for one more year? Maybe get him another wide receiver, Jakey? Well, we've been saying another wide receiver for how long now? They keep not doing it, though. I know. So you know They had Odell Beckham in the palm of their hand and they messed that up. You brought that up at the beginning and said, I was about to bring that up and say, you know, they bring somebody in a free agency. Do they finally. Antonio Brown. They could have grabbed Antonio Brown. Hell, they could have had Emmanuel Sanders probably. That would have been a great. Signing. I mean, oh, he you broke know. down anyway, though. He so, did. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Beckham would have been better. I mean, there's a lot of options they could have had. There's going to be options this year, too. They could bring in Juju Smith Schuster and Allen Robinson and Mike Williams. I mean, there's wide receivers just glut out there. But the biggest thing is whether or not Rodgers is there, I, I think the answer is no matter what. I don't care if you blow it up or whatever. Devontae Adams is going to slap with the tag. There, There's no way in any universe they're going to let potentially Rodgers walk just for nothing, and let Adams go with him. Like they're they're not going to do that. Yeah, so, but if Rogers walks, do you still tag him? Because it's like twenty yes. million or something with so Jordan what? Love. Then you have to tag him, right? That's it's just 100. a waste. Of, it's a, such a waste of no, money, it's not, though. It's not though, because it's they still they're not. A, it's not like the the Saints where they're seventy million over the cap, or the, the you know the Vikings and the Giants who are ten or twelve or whatever they are over the cap. It's not that kind of situation. You slap Adams and you get Rogers is off the books. So you keep Adams, and then you hope that Broncos be stupid, and they say, here's two first-rounders. I mean, if you take the first two first-rounders, you're, you're loving life. And then if you sit on Adams for one more year, you sit on Adams for one more year. That's, that's the thing. And then yeah. who better to potentially help Jordan Love have success than a wide receiver like Adams? You know, he's not going to be happy because he wants $30 million a year on top of it. So 100%. And that's see, look, DVR just chimed in and said the same thing I just did right afterwards. He's probably typing it. If you want Jordan Love to have success, you keep Adams. So – Adams isn't going anywhere. Uh, whether or not that re- results in Rodgers sticking around, that's the bigger issue. I think what you said, Funston, is a really good point. Did the Packers go through this again? You know, Tom Brady said he was going to make his announcement. Probably he's retiring. He's just probably pissed that he didn't get to be the one that announced it. So with Rodgers, we don't know. You know, that's what he gets for that stupid photo that he put up last year. Oh, Remember yeah. Remember that, that photo walking down? The, and it, like, didn't he do like, something inappropriate about it, too? Like terrible timing or something. Well, I don't remember if it was. was. I don't what, remember what, what about, was like if Aaron Rodgers is on the open market, what, if, he, if he landed in Tampa Bay or San Francisco, in a, he's in a better position to get San a team Francisco. to his, Yeah. 
I mean, Tampa Bay. To go back to what we kind of like tossed aside earlier when you brought it up. I mean, Tampa Bay could legitimately turn into a foreign. I was about to say 12, 4 and 13 team next year because no Brady, no backfield. Godwin might not be there. No Gronk. You just lost. Like Mike Evans is going to be the, the fresh Prince of Bel Air gift. Like, <laughs> the one where he's standing there and no one's yeah, around in the house. In the living room, yeah. <laughs> not everyone's just gift. Everybody knows Savage that Prince, Prince of Bel Everybody knew exactly what gift I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Put that up for a poll. Okay, I will. I'll right. say. I'll uh, say. Mike Evans as Fresh Prince of Bel Air gifts. Which one am I talking about? It's like everybody's gonna know. I want to get to the Texans. Uh, well, we still have a little bit of time here because Said I find no it, one ever. Well, no, because you know this Josh McCown thing. I find very interesting, and like I always saw Josh McCown was you know kind of like just a dude, and then one year he posted a picture on Twitter of his daughter and all of her friends, and there were like eleven of them. And he gave each of them a jersey of his from one of the teams that he was on. I thought it was pretty funny. Like, you know, he's kind of laughing at himself. He's been on all these teams. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. He might be a good coach. Player coach? Maybe. Could you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Coming in. He's been that, essentially. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I, I think he'd be – I mean, they're, they're trying to get creative. And all – well, again, it's just Twitter, but that's – you know, where else are you going to go for opinion? Just crapping all over the Texans for that. And I think people just like crapping on the Texans whenever they get a chance. But, like – uh. I don't know. I don't like it. I, I think it's I think it's garbage. People are dumping on the Texans for trying to get a little creative and bring in someone who's you know a little outside the box. That's I all. think I thought it was interesting. I mean, I, I'm not going to crap on it, but we know essentially nothing about what he could do. Uh, but I mean, can't you trust it if you're interviewing this guy and he's got a plan and stuff and you know he knows how to run a locker? Oh yeah, room. yeah. Houston Texans front office, just a lot of trust there. <laughs> well, I mean, it was Bill O'Brien. They're trying to fix the Bill O'Brien mistakes. It's, yeah, it was, again, the, there are two, like he, probably the two fewest teams I, I trust. Their fr- like trust anything are the Jaguars and the Texans front offices. Funston, lay this out for me percentage wise. What's the percent chance uh, the Texans with Josh McCown are a nine win team next year? What's the percent chance they're just kind of middling and repeat their record from this year? And what's the percent chance that it's an unmitigated disaster and he's gone in a uh, what their record from this year was not middling. It was like what? It was like three and they five. Did they win three. five games? Three. They, they were th- three. in front of the Giants. Uh, I feel like they're, they're a five-win team to me. In Pythagorean, they're five-win team. To I me. think their absolute ceiling would be six wins next year, and I, I would I would bet on the they're under four, four and thirteen. Jaguars were three and fourteen. So they'd be good. a five or six-win team. I think I bet. I I think Davis Mills is worth exploring as as your guy. I think Josh McCown could be interesting as a mentor there. It doesn't feel like they. they like he feels like he should have been like an offensive coordinator kind of hire, not a head coach. Just boom, out of the box. Like bring in someone that's a veteran that has you know has some history running a team and all the other right. things that go into it. You know, and let I'm him not, focus on Davis Mills. I'm not saying everybody needs super experience, but the, like how I think we could count on one hand the people that went from nothing to head coach and had. Not even terrific success, but marketed success. Like it's just you know that's, I mean like like look, Sean McVay, pretty much. Yeah, well, but but McVay, but McVay was under on the Washington side. He was with Shanahan. He was he was coaching. I know, but he way. was like doing these small these low down jobs as a like a twenty something guy. You know. He yeah, was but like, it, it, and that's what I'm saying. The, what was Bill thing, Belichick? Well, Bill Belichick. I feel was, like he just he just appeared like like you know Venus like the clamshell opens and he was just wait, head coach. Are we talking about Belichick or Belichick? Sorry, Bella, Bella Chirk. <laughs> so, like, 
no, but there was experience there still. Too, but this is my point. We're still talking about two people that were actually coaching, coaching. Like McDowell's almost kind of like he's been like a like Funston joked. He's almost been like a half coach player essentially, and at best like special teams of position. I'm not. He wasn't special teams coach, but that's what I'm saying. Like Joe Judge went from special teams. Boom. And hey, thank you, thank you, DVR. Back me up on that. He was OC for three years before the Rams hired him. Everybody was talking about the Washington team at the time was disrespecting. The, the, this is, they're hiding this great mine. I think is when it was like the, the, he got hired. So all this what I'm saying is like, how many success stories do we have? They're very limited. Kitchens went from position coach to OC to head coach. He even had the little blip in the middle and still bombed when he jumped all the way up there. The big thing about Flores is that he went straight too quick. And now he had coaching staff issues, which is what he's had to answer this offseason, which is now why he's probably headed back to the Patriots because nobody's liked his answer. So Yeah, but he didn't play with these guys and be beloved by these guys for like 14 years in the locker room, you know? Again, I'm not saying it can't work. I'm just saying there, I, there's deserved speculation here, and that's why I'm with Funston. He gets the good coaches. You know, he gets a good OC. He gets uh, Anthony Lynn, maybe, who has been deposed by the Lions. Just wasn't a fit. You know, he gets like a veteran to help him out on the defensive side, too. Maybe Romeo Cornell's the guy you want there. Ugh. I think Cornell's already on the Texans, so perfect. I don't there you know go. about Anthony Lynn. I just, I'm I'm okay with a year off of Anthony Lynn, believe me. Uh, Pat Shermer. How about Pat Shermer? There's your Belichick answer. What? Pat Shermer? Just put it, it was six years as defensive coordinator before he was hired. Belichick. Yeah, I don't like to think of Belichick. He's just a head coach to me. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, I guess we're split on Josh McCann. We'll have to see what happens when he gets hired. Um, hey, Foster, can we, I become we, the GM for your team? We're, we're, we're campaigning out here to like, try and get me a GM the, job. For the Seahawks? <laughs> yeah, I could fix that organization for you. Can you? Why do There's you, underground you, swelling, Nando, to try and get me the GM the Eagles. Come on, we can, we can make this happen. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the term that you're looking for. GM? <laughs> <laughs> underground swelling. Is this because you feel like the Giants are in good shape now? You don't have to worry about them anymore, and you're you're off to other you know other pastures. No, or? I just I would I would love some like the analytical sports evaluation side of thing, like just to see somebody pull over. <laughs> Jake, why don't you do fan controlled football league? Yeah, I need. I, I want to be something that I don't have a third job to do. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's your fan. You control it. No. I think it starts right after I, the Super Bowl. I don't need any more extra work. <laughs> you just said you wanted to be a GM of a team. That's in place. Uh, like I would, I would love you guys, and I still maybe do like one article a week. I'll still do my ranking, but I'm not going to still be working the athletic end as a GM of a football team. <laughs> Interesting. You do your rankings, not the waiver wire. I would think waiver wire is easier. No, people come for the rankings. They stay for the waiver wire. Yeah, but the rankings take you forever. Waiver is nice, easy, write it in an hour, you know? I don't know, because I want to care about the accuracy as much. <laughs> You're an interesting guy, Jake Seeley. <laughs> Jake Creeley. <laughs> we can all agree. <laughs> all right, look, here are our choices for the last topic of the show. Matt Eberflus, uh, the weird Jag situation, whatever the Dolphins are doing, um, and the Vikings. Well, we covered most of those. We covered the Vikings and said they're interviewing the two Rams guys. We said that the Dolphins are probably looking at McDaniel, so we can check those off. I mean, we're just stating facts. We're not actually what, talking so about what do you, what do you, Going back to what I said about Dable uh, picking the Giants over Miami, do you, do you agree that that might have been an indictment on Tua there? Like, no. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. I don't, think, sure. I, I don't. I don't think, you know, it's just like a situation versus situation. There's a lot of rumors that after the fact that 
the reason the Dolphins didn't go as crazy hard for Dabble as a lot of people thought they should is because they never really expected him to be a legitimate option. But he was already. I think it was just a you knew he was going to the Giants once. That's they hired what I'm saying. The Bills guy. Like they didn't want to look like egg on their face, and they kind of just knew. And it's you know if you're on the Dabble side and you're his agent, and why not throw out as many teams as possible being interested because you're just going to drive up the price and then. As the rumors right now are going, is that the Giants want to pay through the nose to bring Dorsey with them, and that the Bills aren't going to even be able to, like the Bills are talking about promoting Dorsey, but that that's not even going to be enough for what apparently the Giants want to throw at him to bring him over. So it's just smart agent business. Like, why would you ever only say I only have one or two options? So that I'm saying all I have to say is that's why I don't necessarily believe this has anything to do with Daniel Jones versus Tua, or I don't want to go coach Tua or anything like that. I don't think this has anything to do with Tua. I'm a uh... Oh, wait, here we go. Could you give us the one definitive pronunciation of your last name? Hold on. Who? Jake, talk about Matt Eberflus for a minute while I find are, out are how Brian tra- Dable says his name. Dable or Dabble or Dubble or Dabully? Dabull. Pronunciation. This I told you I found out that Tariq Cohen was Tariq and not Tariq like some people were saying, right? I looked up his mom pronouncing him. Here we go. Could you give us the one definitive pronunciation of your last name? It's Day. Like D-A-Y dash bull, like table. Okay, thank Dable. you. Dable. Yeah, that's it. I've heard a lot of them, several. That makes Dable. it easy. Dable. Well, DVR's texting me on the side being like, can you get Jake just to say it right? It's driving me crazy. <laughs> I think he was saying it right, wasn't he? <laughs> no. I was saying Dable. DVR was oh, not you were doing saying that. Dable. Would... Yeah. Dable. It's all right, Jake. Jake, don't worry about it. Bill Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Matt Eberflus. Ooh. Eberflus? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't know why we transitioned to that. I think it's Everflus. <laughs> Whatever it is. I think uh, it's Frank. <laughs> he did a great job with the Indianapolis Colts defense. Jiggy, jiggy. Barkley agrees. Is it time to take the dog for a walk? We can end the show right now, Jake, if you want. Continue. We don't have to talk about him. <laughs> uh, he hired, uh, I thought it was kind of like Luke Getze is their offensive coordinator, which is going to be hard for... I think a lot of us next year who look at OCs and they're like, hey, here's this guy's track record as an OC. Uh, he was just the, the Green Bay quarterbacks coach. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's kind of interesting. Like, Well, look, Justin Fields is is a, not a non-controversial quarterback. Are we excited that you know a defensive guy is coming in to take over the team and basically uh, whoever gets he might bring in as his quarterbacks coach, that, there's a lot resting on those shoulders, man, in getting Justin Fields good and you know, an NFL quarterback, right? I'm not crazy. What do we know about Luke Getze? Nothing. That's why I was saying, eh, like nothing. I don't know. Who I'm, not you, knock, if, I'm not knocking the guy either. I'm just saying from a progos- prognostication like, standpoint, it's going to be tough. I have a quick version of this, Funston, to go back to Belichick. And they did it so fast. Check. To go back. <laughs> this feels like when everybody was poaching multiple quarter- coaches from the Patriots for years on end, and they all, like, oh, we know nothing about this one except these on the Patriots staff, and this just feels like you're digging deep into the Packers staff, and is it, how much of it is Aaron Rodgers slash talent you have on the Packers, and how is, how much of it is actually the coaching? Yeah. Well, I and, I, and to your point, Nando, like, I, yeah, Justin Fields is your future. You got, you got to foster that as much as you can. Going out and hiring a defensive leaning coach, that's what that wasn't what the Bears' issue was. They had one of the worst offenses in the league. They're all about Justin Fields progressing like Josh Allen progressed. You know, they need they need him hitting, firing on all cylinders by year three. So 
going to bring in somebody that's been a quarterback coach, hasn't been an offensive coordinator. To me, it felt like they should have went heavy on the on the head coach and the offensive coordinator having the history of fostering quarterbacks. And your defense, you know, Chicago, you're going to be able to bring in somebody on the defensive side that's going to do a good job. It's going to be interesting, man. I like I. I'm, this is the, probably one of the most intriguing things. Like I could see this in six, seven months from now. Like Luke Getzey is going to be the biggest uh, question mark to me. Well, and I think in a good way. Like I like again, it's creative hire now. Well, I'm just wondering on McCown. the Chicago side, do you just become like the Baltimore Ravens and you're trying to be like a, a super awesome defense with an RPO based offense that you know? Um, so the Ravens 2000 Super Bowl yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is going to be great. By the way, that Pringles sound you heard wasn't me or Brandon. It was Jake feeding his dog. What Pringles sound? There was a crunchy sound when Brandon started talking. It sounded like someone was eating Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this mic is sensitive. <laughs> this host uh, is sensitive. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Wait, is it Pringles right, or is it pe- Pangles? <laughs> oh, Jakey. Let's end it on that. We got to go to a meeting anyway. Um, we hope this is helpful to many of you. Uh, I think I actually think it was. I know we joke around a lot, but I mean that's that's. I think it's a nice forty-five minute overview of all the coaches around uh, and what what to expect from them. So, thank you both. Yeah, next I, week I, I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, me too. I think DBR <laughs> did. He was engaged. <laughs> next week we're gonna be back live uh, on video, and we're gonna take Funston's Super Bowl props sheet that he uh, he gives to people at the parties, and we're gonna go over them and make our picks. So. Get excited for that. And uh, and then uh, it's a Super Bowl, and then we're out of here. So plug for the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you all later. We got to go. Bye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.